0: like what we're doing here at Echoplex Media. We'll head on over to echoplexmedia.com/support. There are a bunch of great ways to support this project. My favorite always is the merch.
1: At some point we are going to have to do a whole show about how good this show sounds.
0: down ballot we do the show live every Friday or maybe we're changing that who knows um, <clears throat> 730 p.m pacific right here on twitch twitch.tv slash You media support this project many ways just go to EcoplexMedia.com, click that support tab and of course uh, live viewers you all know the deal here on twitch how to give people money I'm producer Dave you can find me on your grinder grid now in the East Bay uh,
1: this is the councilman you can find me at the underscore councilman on X slash Twitter the X twitter maybe um <laughs> X twitter uh, and I'm still there occasionally getting spicy um but if you really want to know where I'm at I'm probably up in your business looking for an easement or some sort of encroachment on your property maybe doing some imminent domain action you know'm I'm, I'm digging through some land use documents I'm probably up at city hall you know on the, the, the second floor the third floor just 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 hanging around you know so you, you'll see me there you'll see me there and, and also on this show, obviously, 7.30 p.m. Pacific, most Fridays, except when we move to Tuesdays? I think possibly. we're moving to Tuesday, yeah. Let's do it. Let's just do it. See, see you next Tuesday. <laughs>
0: see you next Tuesday. That's the main reason to move to Tuesday, so you can say, see you next Tuesday. 100%. That one's, so we'll for, the, next... that one's for the Aussies.
1: <laughs> we'll see you next Tuesday, Michael Jackson. Um, <laughs> but, uh, but yeah, really... Uh, Happy to be here as always with you, Producer Dave, and looking forward to digging into the local derp because as we all know, all derp is local um, and there's plenty of it right here in the South Bay for us to dip into.
0: All right, what do we got for leading off?
1: Today's episode of Down Ballot is called Workers United. Um, So uh, it looks as though a strike has been averted. Um, We had reported earlier on Down Ballot that uh, city workers in San Jose were potentially going on strike, which would uh, mean a great disruption to lots of things. Um, but really, uh, justified, given uh, their, their demands were not that uh, onerous. Um, but it looks like the deal that was struck did not go over so well with Mayor Ed 209, and he's making a big stinky about it. So we'll hear more about that here
2: city leaders have seemingly averted a contentious strike by members of two unions. The deal, which still must be ratified by the rank and file and passed by the council, could include pay raises of as much as 15 percent over the next three years. KTVU South Bay reporter Jesse Garrett live tonight at City Hall with the fine print and the mayor's very pointed objections to it. Jesse, good evening.
3: Mike, good evening to you, the full council getting briefed this evening on the details of this agreement. It's an agreement the mayor says will, not maybe, but will return the city to the fiscal crisis of the last decade.
4: What San Jose needs is a profile of courage and what they're saying is politics as usual. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> For the,
0: first time, the fuck Steve out of
3: here. Z's first term mayor, pulling no punches in publicly venting his frustration with city council politics. <laughs> Tuesday, before the open session started, members agreeing to a new contract with two of the city's largest unions, IFPTE Local 21 and ASME Local 101.
5: It's hot off the presses. We're all excited about it.
3: The smiles and hugs are well founded. The new deal would see pay raises of up to 15% over the next three years, 6% in year one, five percent in the second year and in the third year between three and a half to four percent There's also a provision for eight weeks of paid family leave, up from just one week, and money for reinvestment in public services.
6: I am very optimistic that our group will also vote to ratify the contract agreement. I think it is a huge win for both of our unions.
3: Union members have been rattling strike sabers after months of negotiations stalled. They initially asked for an 18 percent raise with the city countering 12 percent. Union members say the high cost of living and increased workload have pushed potential to recruits to other
5: municipalities. And ultimately, because our wages have been so far behind, they ultimately um, find better pay uh, at neighboring jurisdictions. Mayor Matt Mahan
3: agrees with the family leave provision, but says a 13% pay raise stretches the city to its limit. This deal, he believes, will push San Jose over a fiscal cliff. According to Mahan, San Jose has over $4 billion in unfunded pension liabilities and billions in deferred city maintenance. The already balanced 2023-24 budget must be reopened to find a few million dollars to cut to
4: pay for the new contracts. We will be cutting millions, likely tens of millions of dollars, in services from our budget in the years ahead. And I haven't heard anyone who supports this deal identify whose taxes they're willing to raise, and whose services they're willing to cut. And we have seen this movie before.
3: Number crunching for the agreement right now in the council, and then it goes to the unions for ratification, possibly as early as next week, then back here to the council for a full reading in public sometime next month. One veteran on the council tells me it's important to have labor peace at a time like this, and this economic climate, and that'll be much more valuable, even though it'll mean some difficult decisions down the road. We're live outside San Jose City Council. Jesse Gary, KTVU, Fox 2 News. We'll head back to you up in Oakland. Mike. All right, Jesse. Thank you.
0: We need bold leadership, councilman.
1: Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I, I, if only someone would run for city council or for mayor who... You know, it has some boldness and some depth and some understanding of the the stakes and and what it really takes to to lead a city like ours. If only someone had that understanding and and took the bull by the horns. Um, are you interested in running, Producer Dave? I don't. You're, live, you're now a Fremont resident. Yeah, I don't
0: live in San Jose anymore.
1: Oh, I'm sorry. Um, or somewhere in the Greater East Bay. I forget from, honestly where you live now. Um, but anyway, uh, yeah. It, it, uh, it's just politics as usual right um the the city council had an opportunity for a profiling courage very jack kennedy ask of (laughs) mayor Mayor ed 209 there um and he could be the profiling courage too frankly he's just a whiny little brat when it comes down to it um and yes is this going to mean shifting the budget around finding the resources to pay for um basically people right sure but guess what like 80% 80% of city budgets of public agency budgets are people anyway it's for people because people run the programs right um no matter how much we're all worried about ai and uh and the great uh, uh, you know, uh skynet in in the sky <laughs> or in the future um in terms or whatnot, we're not you know we're not there yet first and also it still takes people to run programs when it comes to government services so you're making an investment in the people and in these programs. You're not going to, you know, you don't necessarily have to cut the programs in the future because you're making this investment now. And uh, we'll see how it all comes to to play. I know exactly where they're going to look for cuts or where the mayor's going to look for cuts. It's you know, arts and parks and libraries and all the fun stuff, <laughs> but all the good, uh, the stuff that strengthens the community, the stuff that that connects us all. And instead, we'll just have a bland dan jose tan jose of you know what you we talk about a lot which is those government funded housing projects that don't look very pleasant right right um and that's that's law that'll be our whole city there won't be anything any depth to it at all
0: so it's it's funny like in this case bold leadership basically means uh don't give people that make your city run uh the arrays that's sort of not even really in line with like the cost of living and how much it's gone up, but just to, to offset some of that, that's a bold, that would be
1: bold leadership would be to uh, tell them to fuck off. Yeah, I guess so. And that's sort of the, the, what, what he's going for. But again, you know, the, the, the irony of this all right is that one, he's talking about well, this is just politics as usual. He's playing politics as usual, just with saying that, right. And, and taking the stance that he's taking because his stance is there to defend the people that got him into office, right? Uh, big business, big corporate, big tech, big corporate Silicon Valley, right? The uh, the pro-pension reform, the, the anti-public worker folks, um, you know, that he, he had to get in bed with, whether or not his true values as a human being and a man for others, you know, um, uh, come to bear at all, um, and whether he has to like, you know, whether he can sleep at night, he had to get, he got into bed with them to win, and now he has to pay the piper and be this guy and uh, and for and put forth this narrative, and he has to he's married to it. He can't get away from it. Um, so he ends up sounding like a whiny little politician, um, and the rest of us are out here trying to, like you said, get at least something for these folks who have been seeing nothing but cost of living increases and not a, real, a whole lot in terms of increase in pay. And in fact, they're working overtime. And in fact, they're working overtime because the city is god awful at filling positions. Well, they're got off all the filling positions because they're not paying people enough, right? It's just it's a it's a perpetual a perpetual cycle. So the more we pay people, the more we respect our workers, the better everyone's going to be. It's going to lift, like that anonymous council member said. Uh, labor peace does, in fact, benefit everyone uh, in the long run. Um, but it's funny, like the veteran council member. There's not many veteran council members at this point, so right uh, that, that narrows it down to like two or three. Um, and I think he said, I think Gary said uh, he. Jesse Gary said he, so that there's there's been like two guys. Um, so we can, I, we'll, we'll, we'll let you all guess who they are.
0: All right. Well, up next, uh, I guess I'm not sure. I'm not sure if this is good news or bad news or just news. Uh, we got a uh, East, we're going to move on to winners and losers where there are no winners. And if there, anybody does win, it probably wasn't who you were rooting for. This is a case where it looks like, uh, the police
7: arrested the police. Isn't that always fun? We're going to start with FBI agents busy this morning, arresting nearly a dozen Bay Area police officers for crimes ranging from violating suspect civil rights to obstruction of justice.
2: The officers all worked for either the Pittsburgh or Antioch Police Department. Oh, I'm stunned. BC Bay Area's (laughs) Valina Jones was in Oakland federal court when officers faced a judge. She joins us live now from there with the whole story. Valina.
8: Well, that's right. You know, this early morning raid started around 5 a.m. this morning, and like you said, this stems from a two-year-long investigation into both current and former members of both the Antioch and Pittsburgh Police Departments. Some of those officers were here in court today. They spent the majority of the day here inside this federal courthouse. In total, around nine suspects have been arrested. This is a result of four different indictments today. Seven of those defendants were in court for their arraignments the charges are wide-ranging including conspiracy to distribute narcotics altering and falsifying records of a federal investigation wire fraud where officers allegedly def defrauded money from the police department, civil rights violations, and obstruction of justice. Now, during the investigation, racist and homophobic text messages were also found between dozens of Antioch police officers on their cell phones. That's also under investigation by the state.
6: Collectively, these four indictments describe a group of officers who acted as though they were above the law. The officers had no interest in de-escalation, or other proper law enforcement tactics to avoid violence.
2: Color of law violations strike at the very heart of our justice system. They undermine public confidence in the law and law enforcement and erode the fundamental rights of our citizens.
8: Now, one of those Antioch police officers, Marisa Amari, is charged in two of the indictments. His attorney says they are still waiting to review the discovery of evidence. They add they're disgusted by this early morning FBI raid, explaining that their client would have surrendered peacefully if he was given the opportunity.
9: These dramatics, and that's what they were, that took place at his house in the very early morning hours today were entirely unnecessary. It was unconscionable. There were flashbangs deployed at his house. He was
7: surrounded,
9: and there was use, as I understand it, of a megaphone.
1: A megaphone? Whoa, a megaphone.
8: Most of all the defendants in court today are being held on a $100,000 secured bond using their house as collateral. All of those suspects that were in court today are expected to be back in court by the end of this month. We also know that there are some people that were not arraigned. They are currently either out of state. Um, Most of them are out of state. We know that this investigation stemmed with help from FBI officers in Texas and Hawaii and other places throughout the country so a lot of hands involved in this investigation some of those defendants still need to come back here to california
7: all right thank you valina a lot of information there to digest a lot to go through thank you We're-
0: yo one of them like obstructed or, or falsified documents in a federal investigation you know that the, the fbi is going to come after you for that like you're fucking with their shit like
1: yeah, and you're like, you know, local law enforcement, Antioch, Pittsburgh Police Department. Like, you don't think they're gonna come after you for stepping on their shit? Um, it, I think it's really important to note, first off, if we, before we get too deep into this, if we do that, all of the racism and homophobia and all that shit, right? That that has been uncovered lately, that has made so everyone so fucking upset as they should be uh, with these officers in Antioch, um, especially. All of that came to light. Because of this investigation about some about falsifying evidence and you know uh, all sorts of bullshit, right? All sorts of crazy, corrupt cop bullshit. Um, so all that may not have come to light at all had it not been for this investigation into some uh, equally shady shit, right? Um, and yet, it's it's sort of like that's all ho hum. Well, we expect that. That's that's it's they come those things came to light, those texts and tweets or whatever came to light, and we expect that, right? it's it, it, seeing it as one it is definitely tra- traumatizing, but it's it, it's something we come to expect, but it, it wouldn't have been found out really, and we wouldn't have been so outraged about that if we hadn't, if, if it first hadn't been this, right? The depth, the depth of just the, um, the cowboy attitude, right? And the above the law, I'm the marshal, and no one fucking can put the marshal in jail, right? Um, attitude. It's just pervasive, right? Like it's it's everywhere in these uh in these uh, departments because of the power that we give folks without checking it, right? With the power we give to people without putting any sort of accountability or balances into place. Um, you know these people have guns and batons and pepper spray and body armor and tanks and megaphones, all manner of megaphone <laughs> megaphones, right? <laughs> uh, like. It, 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 that's that's the uh, the frightening thing is that uh, how m- m- how unchecked all of this is, right? And we expect we somehow, you know, we're supposed to like you know d- uh, default to oh yes, public safety. You know, God bless our first responders. You know, they're doing their the, the you know they're doing the good d- duty to keep us safe. That none of us are going to do. They're putting their lives on the line, and that's all tr- true to some extent, right? There's some layer of truth to that. But it just adds so much more layers of bullshit when this kind of crap comes to light, right? And yeah, I'd like to blame it on just a bunch of white Yahoos, white Yahoo cops, but it's it's just pervasive. It seems to be pervasive. Um it's just the it's the the attitude of folks who go into the profession, maybe. I don't know. Um,
0: it's, it's that. It's a it's a lot yeah. a lot of that. The uh, you know, new new people who go in to that profession if they're you know, decent people. Unfortunately, they get fucking kicked out the top of the funnel. I mean, it's just the culture doesn't allow for like yeah. good people to be in 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 these um in these uh organizations. But the Antioch one, I mean, the Antioch one, is like just above and beyond the just your normal cop shit. My God,
1: right? Yeah, it's just uh, and the the scale of it with relation to the department, right? I think that we've we've seen, we've had previous uh, stories on down ballot where they were talking about like 40% of the department was involved, right? And then was on leave because of it. Um, And the threat that that actually does cause to public safety, right? Like, um, uh, because some layer of public safety or at least awareness of of there being a layer um, is required to maintain the peace no matter how peaceful your community is. Um, We're people, we're humans, right? so uh yeah the, the scale of it compared to the the, the size of the city is just un- unbelievable it's just so pervasive and i would be just as upset as the mayor has been and we've seen him like practically like in hysterics right like just frustrated and i would be too if i was the mayor i mean good lord the the levels of hypocrisy and and, and assholery that's that's happen- that are happening out there um but yes i <laughs> i god the fucking world's smallest violin is playing for this cop who's like upset about the uh, FBI using a megaphone when they came to get him at 5 a, 5 a.m for being a racist homophobic you know corrupt cop who's trying to falsify evidence and imp- falsely imprison people oh God forbid they use a megaphone right you didn't get shot with rubber bullets you didn't get shot with real bullets you didn't ha- they didn't break down your door and just randomly indiscriminately shoot everyone right which happens all the time you've done it yourself officer (laughs) i mean the flashbangs
0: the (laughs) the flashbangs are a little over the top i think like i but like who fucking who fucking knows like you know what i'm saying who fucking knows like what their investigation like of this cop this particular cop led them to believe might might happen happen yeah yeah Yeah. i mean i'm not here i'm not here defending the fbi and like throwing flashbangs into people's houses and shit but like sure they're the FBI tends not to be a bunch of like cowboy yahoos.
1: Right, I mean, if I was this guy's wife and I just put down the baby, right? Or if I was this guy's husband and I just put down the baby, then I would be really fucking upset if they were like flashbangs going off at 5 a.m. waking the baby up. But that's why I'd be pissed off. Um, If anything, like, yeah, okay, you have a right to be pissed off with the the, the loudness and whatever, and maybe you would have just surrendered. Okay, fine. But like, don't go through, don't have your attorney go on TV. Talking about how whining about how it was, you know, inc- unconscionable. Good Lord, what a bad look, right? If for for what you're being indicted for, just shut the fuck up. Like, I can't right. believe their attorney didn't say, just shut the fuck up. I'm not, no, I'm not going on fucking TV and saying that. That was the attorney that went on. Yeah, that ad- was. Yeah, right. Like, I I can't believe the attorney didn't do the, like, didn't advise them. Like, no, I'm not going on TV to fucking whine for you. No, you're gonna shut the fuck up. We're gonna go to court. You're gonna get off because you're a, a cop, and cops get off. So just shut the fuck up. In the meantime. <laughs> Right, simple, the only simple stuff. Like, she could have just stopped at, oh, you
0: know, we we didn't expect, you know, it to go down like this. We, you know, we, yeah. he would have he would have right. turned himself
1: in. just right. we, leave we, it at that. We, we, we're glad they've done that, um but we're looking forward to exonerating him or proving, you know, right. She this, didn't. This she part. didn't take
0: that time to like, yeah, yeah. yeah. She could have even taken that time to like say, well, we look forward to the facts coming out in this case, and yeah, you know, the kind of exactly. things that a lawyer's fucking
1: supposed to say, not right. when. Right. Man. <laughs> so so it all came across as Karen, like whining for Karen, the cop or Morteza, the cop speaking of cops, anyway. the
0: uh, former yeah. mayor of uh, Campbell and uh, now uh state assemblyman. Evan Lowe says his brother was uh, an officer who pulled a partner to uh, safety in an ambush. I don't know. We'll watch this story. These, I guess this, this guy can't be, this guy can't be as, uh, as terrible a cop as the, the one who got arrested in Antioch. Hopefully not.
1: Imagine. Hopefully not. <laughs>
0: Who knows, though? Who knows? This guy's probably done some shit, too.
1: (laughs) Police chief
2: Anthony Mata called the actions of the second officer a, quote, undeniable act of courage few will ever experience. South Bay Assemblyman Evan Lowe says his brother Ryan Lowe is the officer who pulled his injured partner to safety this morning. We spoke with Evan Lowe tonight to get his reaction to his brother pulling his partner out from the line of fire. Mike, even as I talk to you, I'm shivering. Uh, I'm quickly going to be rushing down from Sacramento to give my brother a big hug, my older brother a big hug and hold him as long as I can. There will be a time and a place to recap all of this, but you can imagine that the next days and hours for him and so many will be very perilous to relive and to think about what actually happened. The chief of police said the actions of Officer Lowe surely contributed to both of them surviving the ambush attack.
4: Without hesitation or consideration for himself, the officer's partner extracted the victim officer from the line of fire to a place of safety where he began to treat her injuries.
2: Officer Lowe has been in law enforcement for 10 years, six with the San Jose Police Department.
10: Okay.
1: So, yeah, this is a rare, rare winner's uh, uh, item for uh, the docket here, but I think it leads into the... Somewhat into the next story but um you know good on you know assembly member lowe's bro for stepping up and, and protecting his mate this has been on, uh, in the news quite a bit lately at least the incident itself has been in the news quite a bit not necessarily the yeah we probably
0: the uh the uh, connection did we did we miss it because uh we didn't do down ballot last week or
1: did i just miss it because i haven't i've been busy and not following the news it's recent it's it's been on the, it was on the cusp of sort of the last week but um uh over the uh Weekend, I think, uh, maybe okay. early this week. So, um, but yeah, there was so there. The long story short, there was a, uh, an ambush attack of oh, however you want to define that of a San Jose police officer, a female, um, officer. She was shot, I guess, outside of her vest. Um, she's in, she's in the hospital now recovering. Um, but, uh, Evan Lowe's brother is her partner, uh, and was there on the scene, Johnny on the spot. Um, and uh, was able to uh, at least assist her um, until the paramedics arrived but um yeah good good on him and so a good story I, w- I wanted to follow up with a story about some god fucking awful cops with at least a story about one cop who did well um but also the you know there is a loser aspect to this in terms of you know um cops getting ambushed in the first place um especially in San Jose um and uh just another sign that uh you know there there is definitely some I'm, it, I don't put this at all to like you know the economy or whatever you know the, the situation out there um we're dealing with with poverty and whatnot i don't I don't ascribe crime to that this is i think much more about the friction that's developed and the, the distrust that's developed between and, and continues to develop and has been there since the beginning between police and the policed right um especially the, the communities where that are over policed right um, so I don't think this is the end. I don't think this is, the, this is the last time you'll see something like this. I think you're going to see more interactions and more confrontations, um, unfortunately. And uh, you have to be seeing what the consequences will be.
0: So, Yep. Well, our next story is an odd one to <laughs> see based on just uh, socioeconomic factors. So I just wonder, like, right. I want, you know, oh, this, this the name of the, the title here is San Jose Ranks uh, Second in Top U.S. Cities to Raise a Family. And my question is, for who?
1: For people who like museums and you know strollers, I don't know. And have have two uh, six figure
0: incomes. There you go. That's right. Okay. Well, let's let's see what the let's see what the news has to
1: say about this.
3: the bay area's biggest city has just been named one of the top places to raise a family U.S. news and world report looked at several factors for the list including the cost of living average salary and quality of high school educations with those ratings san jose came in as the second best city to raise a family number one Huntsville, Alabama, the San Jose earned a high ranking for having the best college readiness among high school students. No other California city made the top twenty-five list.
0: Well,
1: second only to Huntsville, Alabama. Yeah, I know we're coming for you, Huntsville. Uh, I didn't catch all of the factors that what they came into play there, but um, yeah, I, I didn't see, I didn't hear like cost of living really, or um, I mean, it sounded kind of more like quality of life issues, right? not necessarily cost of life
0: so i mean i guess you average salary versus cost of living but i just like just wonder like how they like for uh, i i'm just confused because i feel like there's a lot of places where it's more much more affordable and there's like more s- stuff for families to do like san jose is sure. kind of dull for like there's like what do you there's there's not there's like what is there's a, a the tech museum and the the children's discovery museum and and there, what else
1: there's quite a few I mean there's actually quite a bit of stuff I mean Happy Hollow you could go into a lot there's quite a bit of uh, of stuff out there for families to do right like the quality of life frankly is not necessarily the issue right like we talked about it before this is a very safe city first and foremost right like we don't need a very large police force we haven't needed it and we're we're not falling into the you know the debt you know the great abyss because we don't have a huge police force because this community is relatively safe and we look out for each other and it's generally a safe community, it's suburban-esque. So there's that aspect that's good for families. Then yeah, there's Children's Discovery Museum, the tech, there's a lot of, there are actually a lot of um, uh, ways to engage um, a lot of great programs out there, a lot of youth programs, youth arts programs, music programs, um, and good public schools for the most part. Like we complain, a lot of folks complain about them a lot, but it's actually, Pretty decent in terms of our public school districts here, um, and in San Jose especially. So uh, there's a lot of you know good for them. But yeah, the, the bottom line for me, being a parent now, right, with bad baby, you know, um, I give you an example. Like you you go traveling right now, you, you pack a bag for yourself, you get a, get in a plane, you get in the car, whatever, you're gone, and that's fine. Nowadays for me, it's like I pack, a, I get a half a bag for myself. I have to put the other bag with the, half with the good wife. And then bad baby gets like five bags right <laughs> it's an expense there's an expense there's all sorts of additional uh, costs that go with having a family right and if you have multiple bad babies a uh, good baby bad baby whatever you want to play them off each other then it's more expense right so the economics to me are the number one thing if we're talking about raising a family a good place to raise a family um because you have to be able to afford it first and foremost whether or not there's you know, amenities and all the fun stuff and all the quality of life stuff, you need to be able to afford the cost of life. And it's incredibly, you know, every day, more and more progressively unaffordable for a family to live and to maintain and to stay here in Silicon Valley, unless you're making, like you said, the double six-figure tech salaries, right? Um, And frankly, I look around and the friends I have who are still here and raising families, that's what they're making, right? That's, That's what mom and dad are making in the six, both are making in the six figures because um, that's what it costs um to either it's just to rent forget owning a home just renting um and and raising a family so yeah it's it's a fucking pain in the ass um to to do it financially but you do it because you want to but it's 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 like we're punishing almost families these days with uh, just the added burdens we put on them okay. well that was a that was a surprising
0: story i i just i i i don't you know I don't know off the top of my head but i can't imagine that that there's just got to be so many places where it's just so much more affordable to have a family where there's like decent enough jobs and the cost of living is like like where houses are like half or sometimes even a third what they cost in in san jose and it's like sure it's like yo
1: yeah but you know less and less right like i think that I mean, I think I know those places exist right in the exurbs and sort of the more, uh, not rural, but you know, yeah, rural and non city, uh, places, folks, places out there. Yeah. It's still somewhat affordable relative to here though, but it's all relative, right? It's all, and it's all scaling up. It's all ramping up and slowly, but surely there won't be no affordability left anywhere. Um, because you know, places like ours land in places like ours with temperate climates right as as climate change continues to impact everyone and people are fleeing their their native lands because of climate change and and heat right um our land's gonna become more desirable and uh, there's gonna be more squabbling over it and more cost of living increases and it's just gonna become more expensive to live anywhere in north america period let alone the bay area so it's something that we need to grab a hold of now and, and and solve for now and we're just not doing that unfortunately um but we are talking but we like to pat ourselves in the back and say oh there's like lots of things to, for people to do and good and lots of college graduates so therefore it's a good place to raise a family
0: ah. so we got our next story it's this lady again the self-driving car lady who she was like I had to I walk five this. minutes from my from where my car dropped me off to my destination <laughs>
1: And I'm very upset about it Um, But we're going to find out more about A recent experience that uh, she had Rolling around in a cruise Self-driving car (laughs) I'm guessing it didn't go well for her
10: So this is like deja vu all over again Uh, We tried to get Dropped off at uh, The Randall Museum with Waymo Didn't work They don't even go there Now we're going to try cruise Guess what? They don't go there either It's outside of their map area So Here's the goods, my son. Hi. He is ready to uh, try another one cruise to see how it's going. Says
1: I it this good. guy was like a hip Let's DJ go. or something. I didn't know.
10: Okay, meet at your pickup spot in six minutes. Okay. Here it is. Yay.
11: That's so weird. That's just a robot.
10: Oh, oh, oh. See, it's going far.
8: What's us find a safe
1: place to park.
10: Okay. Didn't get us to the address where we wanted to, but that's okay.
1: Woo. I'm pretty sure it would have waited for you if you didn't run. For
10: crew support,
12: press the square button on the ceiling above you. It's just kind of surreal. Look, look at
10: the steering wheel. Look look at the steering wheel. It's freaky. It's just coming.
1: It's a really. self-driving car. <laughs> yeah,
11: I've heard about the idea of self-driving cars for a year. Google's been developing it since I was in like middle school, but it's weird to actually see it now.
10: It doesn't scare you that there's nobody there?
11: No. So he drives better than me.
10: How about your dad?
11: <laughs> better than dad? <laughs> uh,
10: His I'll dad say more, drives terribly.
11: I'll say less recklessly.
1: See, she's already copying to it. Humans it are worthless.
11: The handbook of driving to a T. But I just don't think a lot of young people want to support this technology. I was just talking about it with two friends and both of them were like, yeah, just AI in general scares me. And I think it's mostly the loss of jobs. I was like, you don't have to fear anything for another 10 years. And she's like, yeah, but I'll be alive in 10 years.
10: Wouldn't this be the perfect way for moms to get their kids to school so they don't have to do it?
11: As a kid, imagine not having those like conversations with your mom like on the way to school or wherever. It, it just like getting in the eye car like with your brother. That's like, that's so depressing. Sterile. Yeah, yeah.
1: Nice mustache. I'm just gonna say Would
10: it. you say that San Francisco is ready for this? Why does SF need
11: it? Why do
10: we need this?
1: Why do we need you? Like,
11: we don't, I don't think it's a specific
1: SF In this question. story
10: when you ride an uber and a lyft the reason why you pay so much is because you got to pay the company and you got to pay that guy behind the wheel this there is no person behind the wheel
11: you just pay the company yeah so cheaper yeah
10: if this costs you the same as let's say catching a bus which is what two dollars and fifty cents would you do this instead of the bus
11: yeah but i think that there's a lot of issues that come before then if you have this 40 people that are on a bus, that are now in cars, traffic is even more jammed up.
10: I mean, the city is jammed already.
11: Yeah, but it would add a lot of congestion.
10: Wow, do you see that? Right? It's blocking. Yeah, it's
11: blocking intersection.
1: Oh man, wow.
10: It's reacting like a human being would be.
1: By blocking <laughs> the <traffic. laughs> The guy on the bike's
10: like, fuck you. This is supposed to be supposedly super safe. Wow, are you noticing that kind of like going back and forth in this lane? At first, to me, it feels like, oh, this is kind of cool. And then it makes mistakes. And then I start feeling not that cool and secure.
1: I love how journalistic the story really is. Now.
10: Well, as I discovered, it doesn't take us all the way home. Home is just outside of the uh, mapping area.
1: Okay, well, one's
11: over.
10: So here we are again, It's <laughs> not where we want to be.
1: So in the safest place to park
9: we've arrived thanks for riding with Cruz.
1: <laughs> like the, the car was seriously looking for a safe place to park i'm pretty sure like oh there's people parked there Oh, there's people i'm not going to double park i'm not going to block traffic i can't block traffic oh here's a place to park and let people off safely right you, like you oh know what God. probably stops
0: right in front of the fucking museum
1: uh your feet or your bike the bus or the bus, the bus.
0: <laughs> I bet the bus stops right in front of the fucking museum. Beep, beep.
1: Yeah, for sure, man. Uh, good Lord. This this is the, what a dumb, just the loser here is everyone who, like including us, who had to spend a couple minutes watching the story right. <laughs> to the journalist who just is not very much of a journalist. Like, good Lord. Like, how much worse can you get than enlisting your son with the awful, like, fake, you know, uh, cosplay porn mustache you know uh to validate your story like you couldn't find another millennial or gen gen whatever or to gen z -er to back you up on this story like and all you're doing is complaining like so both services didn't go to this museum maybe you're not typing in the right address maybe like the museum name isn't correct like i don't know maybe maybe that's just not accessible by a Car, maybe like a bus or your bike or your feet might be the better option to get you there. Um, but yeah, it's just stupid. Someone who's got like got some sort of problem with it and wants to you know do a story about it, and their producer let them do it. That's the sad part.
0: Yeah, just like it seems like it seems like this gal's beat
1: now is just getting in
0: uh, a driverless car and complaining about it, right?
1: Sure, and and frankly, like you know, big guy Jaban's been able to like make a career out of just putting himself on camera you know, beating up on homeless people and, and, and folks who are experiencing major mental trauma, right? So <laughs> so if he can do it, why can't I? That That's what sort it of seems like, the attitude here.
0: I hate to see what... This lady, I, she should try the bus. Go there on the bus. She'd complain about right. the bus. Oh my God, what would she say? Right. She'd be like, people the, ride this?
1: Yeah, there's. Like, it smells like pee sometimes. Um, And I've seen people like who don't look like me on the bus. I don't know where they're going, um, but we're on the bus, and I can't escape sometimes. I feel like sometimes I'm trapped. Um, I
0: wonder if Shaver takes the, uh, the the underground, the Muni.
1: Ooh. Wouldn't we like to go underground?
0: I like the Muni, actually, in San Francisco.
1: I, I do dig it. I do dig it. And that is the Central Subway. Yep. All the way to, yeah. So um, can't wait to use that. That'll be fun.
0: So up um, next, a story hey. we've been covering. The, yeah, uh, the board. Uh, there was this. There's a high school. I forget where it is now. Uh, Concord High. Uh, the Concord. Minutemen. I guess they changed. They're changing the mascot from the
1: Minutemen, which they vote. Yeah. I guess
0: they weren't gonna. They were gonna, and then they weren't gonna, and then they were gonna. They're yeah. They're, they kind of can't back make up forward. their
1: minds. They can't make up their minds about this shit but it's conquered which is actually antioch adjacent so that maybe says a lot about the story <laughs> but but we're like, hey, that, out- coward,
0: that guy looks like a cop we need to change that guy's falsifying records when he's not standing on this
1: uh- <laughs> um, but the school board finally stepped up and have officially changed the name so we're going to find out more about uh that decision here and, and any fallout they, they might be experiencing
6: the Concord High Minute Men are no more. By a vote of four to one, the board of the Mount Diablo Unified School District voting Wednesday to approve a new mascot for the school. Starting next year, they'll become the Bears. What I
3: support is is making sure that our um, you know that our students feel connected to our schools, that students have a voice, and that um, students go through a process.
6: Adam Uh, Clark is the district superintendent. He says discussions over the change have been happening for years after the district decided to replace human mascots with non-human ones. The goal was to make them more inclusive.
7: It's a time for new attitudes. And if changing a mascot will make students feel welcome, embraced, and empower them to participate more at their school, then I will support this.
6: One of the concerns among those who called for change is the Minutemen holding a musket at a time where school shootings are top of mind for many students. Other issues come from the use of the word men.
3: With the term men, then what about our,
6: what about our female students? um you know they're they're not represented not everyone agrees with the changes though matthew dashner is a recent graduate who was on the student committee involved in the mascot change he says even though the student body voted to become the bears he believes that was only because the status quo wasn't an option they never asked us if we like our current mascot or if we wanted to change it we were just told that it had to change the cost to change the mascot is estimated to be around $200,000. <laughs> what? Money that Dashner believes could be better spent improving student life in other ways.
11: It's kind of the identity of our teams. We fight. We fight even when we're down and the odds are stacked against us. We just keep fighting, and keep going. Getting
1: like, used to see cocaine bear.
11: country was created the
8: Minutemen.
6: and <laughs> Concord, Tim Johns, ABC 7 News.
1: Conquered cocaine bears. I think that would be a much better, <laughs> much better mascot, Producer Dave. I think that's a great idea. We should recommend it to the school board. Four to one. I wonder who the one was that dissented. Um, they didn't really get their their dissenting opinion into the yeah. story.
0: I don't know. I just I like the that, first of all that that young man is not going to the school anymore, so he doesn't have a, yeah, he no. doesn't have a doesn't doesn't have a dog or a bear in the fight. <laughs> I was gonna say, Hey, uh, Boy Meets World
1: called. They want their haircut back oh that was oh a very boy
0: meets world haircut yeah yeah not, the, not the main oh character God. his best friend center, right
1: yeah Ryder strong yeah center cut the sean sean, the sean yeah, yeah. character yeah uh the center crop or uh center part um <laughs> very, anyway yeah very very all the kids on home improvement uh had that haircut too <laughs> yeah the jtt right special yeah. um <laughs> Uh, but anyway yeah that 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 was the first thing that struck me about that guy which is exactly why I mean he's really the reason why this this story is even on the docket we could have just sort of updated you and said hey they're now the bears um but we really I really felt they need to show this story because i wanted to show the dissenting of view you know and the up- opposing view but they didn't get the board member who who dissented the one and in what their reasoning was it could have been perfectly legitimate reasoning or something maybe that didn't go far enough with their name change and bears is to you know um, uh, centric to you know uh, m- m- mammals, maybe they wanted they were looking out for like the insects and the um the 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 fungi out there. It'd be great if they were just called the conquered insects. The conquered insects. I do like this movement to name things after non-like human things. That's kind of cool. Although you know, uh, you never know. You don't want to meet your heroes, right? What could what could happen, right? Like exact for example, the bears, right? Cocaine bear, right? who knows what other deep dark secrets are lurking in the hearts of other animals that you might name your school, like the sharks, right? Um, the sharks like eat people, I think. So that's dangerous.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I, 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 I don't care. I, I can't, I don't know why it costs this much. To, I guess they got to like redo their stationery and all that. Yeah. Shit. I
1: know it- Hundred no, percent. That's that's entirely what it is. having been in branding and public information for school districts um, that we're going through a process of like re- redoing the like the school districts logo. Right, talking about like across many many schools and different departments and whatnot, and getting everyone to update all their shit. Right, yeah, like uh, uh, letterhead, uh, pens, stamps, envelopes, brochures, uh, website, uh, you know, social media um any document at all that goes goes along with the school right like enrollment forms and time cards and oh and you know oh what? don't forget every far department's far as, jacket right
0: as far as things like pens and stationery and all that stuff go i would be even if you have to change the the mascot i why, why not just use what you have until you run out and print you, because I then kind of, like then yeah. like it it's mostly for like inner office stuff or you know communication like so like Nobody, everybody, like nobody's going to care.
1: That's generally how it goes anyway, because that's that's just how school districts operate. They're always trying to save as much money as possible anyway. So something like this, it's, here's the directive, right? We are changing the mascot at the school. And now it comes to implementation, right? Well, the, the implementation is going to happen completely haphazardly and piecemeal over time whenever they have the money, right? They're not going to drop $200,000 like tomorrow or in the budget to to do this. It's going to be paced out over time it that's what it would cost like if you paid for it all right now that's my what to cost but you no know, it can be it's going to be paced out over time and also like think about like logos for trucks and, and cars and the fleet right and all of these all of the things that need to be done but they can space it out but that's that's that sounds about right for what it would cost um to get all that material done but yeah you're right just use it until you don't need it anymore and most likely, most stuff is just your own colors and this cool name, not the not the mascot, anyway.
0: Well, one of our favorite genres of story is uh, a yeah. car versus house, and or car versus building, or car versus, we'll say, car versus structure. And uh, in this case, it looks like this looks like the structure uh, is uh, <laughs> somebody's house. I guess got hit by, got hit by a, a car a bunch of different times, and they decided to uh, put put up some armor. Do some uh, preventative, do some preventative strike on the. Uh, there you go. So yeah, here's a. Con- this is in Concord. Uh, the, the house keeps getting hit by cars. Apparently, they uh, put in a protective barrier. We'll, we'll, we'll see what's going on here. I love these stories. So much happening. Okay, fed
7: up and taking matters into his own hands, a man in Concord says his house has been crashed into by wayward cars, time and time again. So tonight, there's a wall of protection, around his house. Here's NBC Bayer's Jody
4: Hernandez. Every five feet under that wall, every place where you see something that looks like a post, there's a drilled pier four feet deep with rebar going down into the ground. So that wall is not moving.
7: Concord homeowner Frank Dodd is finally feeling a sense of relief now that he's gotten permission to build a concrete wall in front of his rental home. Two months ago, his longtime tenant, Emma Holst, got hit when a wayward car crashed into the living Uh room. I guess I jumped quick enough and jumped off of the couch and got out of the way. I, I don't know how. It's like a I, cat. It was a miracle, actually. And it wasn't the first time. The homeowner she says
1: she cars was ready for crashed
7: it. onto the property about a half dozen times since he's owned it. But he says the city wouldn't let him build a barrier.
4: Before they said that if I built a wall and somebody crashed into it, that I'd be, I'd be liable and they didn't want to do it because they, they they didn't want to be liable.
7: It wasn't until Wait, NBC Bay Area story about the close call in June and a harsh letter from Dodd that the city finally had a change of heart.
4: But this time, since somebody almost got killed, I think they figured out that you know whether the whether the crazy reckless driver gets killed or the innocent person that gets and the house gets killed. It's better to protect the innocent person in the house. Dodd's
7: still finishing up the repairs from the accident. He says his former tenant was too scared to move back in, but he hopes the wall will give his future tenants
4: probably also raised her rent. The house is to be a secure living space for people. I mean, it's supposed to be a home. It's got enough steel in it that I don't think there's gonna be any cars get through it, so the house is secure now.
7: Dodd says all the crashes have cost him tens of thousands of dollars. Well, he thinks the city could do more to help allowing him to build the walls a good start
4: all i can say is it's about time
7: we reached out to the city of concord about the hurdles dodd says he's had to jump through to build the wall but got no response jody hernandez nbc bay area news
0: how the fuck like the city told this guy i mean whatever i don't fuck landlords but the city told this guy that he might be liable if somebody crashes into the wall that he built in front of his house it's like what the but the wall was just there minding its own fucking business and <laughs> then you crashed yeah, I don't understand into that. it. And I
1: don't understand that at all. So if the wall isn't there and they randomly crash into the house, are is he suddenly liable for that too? Since that's his, his structure, right? Like something that he owns on the property. I don't this is very very shoddy logic on behalf of the city of Concord. i I don't know uh, who who uh, who to complain to, but I would definitely complain about something to someone because that's just ridiculous. Um, but <laughs> somebody yeah. in chat just said isn't isn't a house really just a fancy wall? <laughs> <laughs> I was gonna say you were, you were saying like that the the the, you know, the lady who um nearly died there like you know I, I'm guessing her cat-like reflexes are a result of having this happen before in the same right. space right <laughs> and just being like sort of constantly ready for for a car to come crashing into the living room at any time that she she didn't she didn't move back in no shit she didn't
0: move back in she's like she's like you well first of all the, the, it wasn't fit to be moved back in when we <laughs> when months. we once right. Well, when we when we when we saw the inside of the house in the uh, in the the news, right, it, it wasn't fit to be moved back in anyway. It was still being worked on, and so right. maybe like part of her logic in not moving back in is it's going to take a few months to fix this place, and I right. need to live somewhere, I need and some so I'm going to have stay. to like sign a lease somewhere.
1: Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I mean unless uh,
0: he unless he was super cool and offered to put her up in a hotel or some shit, but I right. I don't think like I doesn't not very uh not very uh not very likely. Not
1: very likely. I'm I'm guessing this is naturally affordable housing so it's a shame that, that that would have come off the market. So it's good that he's protecting it and he's protecting his tenants. So um hopefully not having to raise the rent to pay for the wall yeah that's Um, that might be why she didn't move back
0: in. he's like actually this is an improvement i'm going to raise your rent now you might now you now you don't have to have cat-like reflexes to not get hit by a car your rent's going up 300 (laughs)
1: dollars. we're going to build a wall and my tenant is going to pay for it (laughs) oh that joke was just hanging there i should i should have grabbed it oh hey oh it's it's out of here oh
0: okay Um, all right anyway we're gonna move on to get your
1: shit together and
0: uh the segment used to be called San Francisco, get your shit together. And it's more and more about San Francisco lately. So uh, looks like the population of San Francisco is shrinking. And then there's some weird birth rate shit here that I, I'm i a little, well, anytime anybody starts talking about birth rate of my fucking Spidey sense goes off. So let's see what's going on here.
12: San Francisco's population is shrinking.
6: Birds have been declining in the city. So we're seeing right now a little bit over 7,000 birds a year. And we expect that to decline to roughly around 6,000 by in the next 40 years.
12: According to the latest data from the state's Department of Finance, there are two factors working together towards this decline.
6: Women and families overall are choosing to have smaller families. And the second is that Uh, Women are starting to have children at a later ages, which in turn means they have uh, less time to have more children.
12: According to the state's demographer, they're projecting San Francisco will have more people dying due to age than babies will be born by 2025.
6: As the population gets older, you're going to see higher death counts just because there's more people over 70, 80 than before.
12: The Children's Council of San Francisco says the cost of living continues to push families out of the city.
9: Housing is really a big problem, and we hear that from all our um, clients and families that we're working with. According to this nonprofit, 60% of San Francisco children
12: ages zero to five live in a household that struggles to make ends meet.
9: For families who have children under five, the cost of childcare is substantial. It can be around 30% of your income, um, and that's if you're making ends meet, which really requires about $165,000 for a two adult household with two young kids. On average, child care can cost twenty to twenty-five thousand
12: dollars a year per child. The Children's Council is hoping their nonprofit can help future families.
9: The research is showing all sorts of um, decisions being made by young um, San Franciscans that they're hesitating to take on the costs of um, of having a family here. And of course, we want the city to be family friendly.
0: Well that kind of didn't get into some weird birth rate shit that I thought it was going to get into. But, uh, you know, Thankfully like the the, 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 if people can't afford to live somewhere, they're going to move. I don't, they, that's why the population of San Francisco is going down and that's eventually like something's going to give. Right. And then it's as, as more and more people leave, it's going to hopefully maybe not, maybe housing won't go down, but housing might like uh, flat, you know, end up flat, even as inflation goes up maybe the housing
1: prices will remain stable for a while as more people leave san francisco yeah in general it, it does fluctuate like that with cities um up and down affordability goes up and down economics go up and down and people come in and come out and um overall on the long all right the long curve is upward the long trend is upward and we we are going to keep growing the longer people live right the um theoretically and the more that they propagate themselves and, and perpetuate themselves and procreate. But yeah, I think we're seeing a couple things happening, at least here, right? We can't we have to look at this in a bubble. Um this is absolutely not some sort of thing that's descriptive or definitive of humanity as a whole, right? Uh in San Francisco right now. But because of the cost of living here, because of a lot of factors um, in terms of the way that young people and generations are looking at family life and, and child rearing and, and, and having a family and when to start a family. Um, yeah, we're actually seeing a, a lowered birth rate. We're seeing a, a, a greater exodus from the area and that's leading to yeah, population declines. Um, and at some point you're right, I think it could um, have a greater impact on the cost of living that makes it more affordable and then you see an influx of back of people and those, those things are to be expected. Unfortunately, what we're dealing with right now is just such stark inequality and such stark uh, difference between uh, you know the haves and the have-nots, um, and there's really nothing in the middle at all. Um, so you're just left with these really homogenized communities and these places that only the super rich can afford to live in, or um, if you're not super rich, you're living somewhere out in the boondocks and commuting for two hours both ways every day, um, and, and that's your life, right? Um, so, uh, it, it you know, th- this this is not a surprising news, necessarily, um, especially given the cost of living in San Francisco. Um, but San Jose is not immune to it. Even Oakland is not immune to it. California is not immune to it, period, as a state. Um, it's something we're, we have to grapple with right now. Um, because a lot of our planning is also dictated around growth. And I think that growth is still coming. It's just that right now, in this moment, you know, we're seeing... We're seeing um, the results of a lot of different factors coming to bear.
0: I think San Francisco should just pay people to leave. If they complain about the city, they should just be like, here's, here's 50 grand. Get the fuck out. Somebody else that re- actually wants to live here can move into where you live.
1: Asshole U- universal, basic fuck off income.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Cause I mean like seriously, like, <clears throat> I mean, if I could live anywhere in the world, it might be San Francisco and like, I cannot afford it. And, like people, there's people that live there that just complain about it, and it's like, well, then what the fuck are you doing there? Leave, go, <laughs> move to fucking Fremont.
1: Like, right, right. Like, even what we what we've uh, spoken about a lot in this show before is, you know, the noise or the you know the turbulence or the the you know helicopters or the police or the whatever the the loud people or the unhoused or the encampments, whatever it is, your your. Quote unquote blight issue, right? Um, on next door, and, and how oh my god, like, god forbid you live in a city of a million people, then these things, you know, are a reality for you. We're so sorry about that. Uh, that's the attitude, right? It's like, it, fine, get out, move to Los Banos, move to somewhere else, right? Move to Bodega Bay if you really are, like, or even, that, like, or that even like,
0: even like, if you're in San Francisco and you think it's just too much, San Jose's right there, yeah, right.
1: Like downgrade a little bit, or, 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 or down you know downscale a little bit your noise
0: factor. You got a much bigger place we, in San Jose, especially if yeah. you're willing to like live in the burbs, like Southside or whatever, man.
1: Totally, totally. And um, we'll, we'll find we'll help you out. We'll find we'll find a realtor for you. Come come check with down ballot <laughs> down ballot Realty. We know we a, look out for our one. I know of a
0: house in San Jose that's probably going to be on the market soon, but it should probably be condemned, so it's a bit of a fixer upper opportunity. <laughs>
1: And you might find like some random old Echoplex Media stickers on the table in the back patio when you move in. (laughs) All included. All included. All included. All included. Luckily, I
0: got all the cables out of there.
1: There might have been 2,000 feet of
0: cable in that fucking room. Anyway, we're going to move on to a down-ballot watch where these uh, stories are more, I guess, specifically political and about local government and the goings-on in local government. So this first one is... The group demanding the recall of the Alameda County DA, Pamela Price, they filed paperwork for the ballot measure. So, the recall of California is what we'll call it now.
13: The effort to oust Alameda County DA Pamela Price, and it just took a major step forward. Today, members of the group backing the recall filed paperwork to officially start the process of getting it on the ballot. Price is seven months into her tenure and has already become a lightning rod in this heated conversation about criminal justice reform and public safety. Price ran on a platform emphasizing restorative justice policies, including reducing sentences for younger offenders. ELIMINATING MOST SENTENCING ENHANCEMENTS AND HOLDING LAW ENFORCEMENT ACCOUNTABLE. BUT CRITICS OF PRICE SAY SHE'S TOO LENIENT ON VIOLENT CRIMINALS. AND KATIE NIELSEN REPORTS THE VICTIMS OF SOME HIGH-PROFILE CASES ARE PUTTING THEIR VOICES BEHIND THIS RECALL.
9: Lori Mose came to the registrar's office here in Oakland today looking for justice. Justice for the murder of her son, something she says is not going to happen so long as Pamela Price is still in office. Pamela Price is directly
13: choosing to not charge properly in my son's case.
9: Blake Moes' mother Lori has been a driving force behind SAFE or Save Alameda County for everyone where she and others in the group have filed paperwork showing the intent to recall current district attorney Pamela Price. Blake Mose was shot and killed by a suspected shoplifter four months ago his, he was working as a loss prevention officer at the Home Depot in Pleasanton. Since then, his mother Lori says DA Price is going easy on the female suspect in her son's case, not charging her with robbery or adding sentence enhancement that would mean more jail time if she's convicted.
13: I think that she is really advocating more for the accused than she is the victims.
9: Some families of victims believe Price has been pushing for the shortest possible sentences. But Price said in a sit-down interview last month with our Betty Yu that she does not believe in adding sentence enhancements.
8: Any time that we can divert someone from the criminal justice system, that is a goal because the criminal justice system has been shown to be racially biased
9: but recall organizers say price's brand of reform just isn't working
0: when we're talking about reform
9: it does not mean it's a destruction reform means to make it better but it's
8: not get making it better
9: we reached out to pamela price's campaign multiple times today asking
13: for comment on the recall effort but no one responded to our requests of course, Price also has her supporters. The co-founder of the anti-police terror project is calling the recall effort, quote, politically and racially motivated. Kat Brooks sent us a statement saying in part, it's an attack on a democratically elected black woman. The folks behind this are the same folks who ran for election and lost. They're drumming up law and order hysteria and striking fear into our communities. There are real public safety issues at stake, and I hope the people Alameda County see through these, malicious attacks so even though the paperwork was filed it's still a long road to the ballot the recall group needs 98,000 verified signatures from the Alameda County voters within about six months
0: I think they'll get those signatures and it'll get on the ballot but I don't I don't know I think like I think enough people like live in Oakland and Berkeley who are going to be supportive of the D.A. And I think enough people, like, sort of down South County, sort of like where I live, don't give a fuck and probably aren't going to vote, aren't, aren't going to care enough to vote, like, to recall. You know what I'm saying? Like, sure. Yeah. It
1: depends on when it's on the ballot. If it's in November next year, then you're, she's in decent shape because that's the kind of the electorate that got her elected in the first place. Um, and yeah, I frankly, I think people are just taken tired of these things. And Jesse Boudin made a nice example, you know, a nice, uh, uh, target, a nice, uh, you know, uh, uh, Cushion for for those folks um in san francisco i don't think the same thing applies here um and i that last argument you saw was just dead on right like my god this is like there's some there's a way you solve these things that's at the ballot box and she won based on the exact thing she's doing so she's doing her job so you're basically i don't know what you're complaining about exactly um you don't like the way she's doing her job then run for the office yourself that's sort of my attitude um but no one's going to do that and uh, so let's so just the, more of a self, more of a, more of a PSA just you know for everyone who does vote up in Alameda County be aware.
0: And for the for the fucking love of all that is whatever if you're working somewhere anywhere and somebody uh robs or burgles the place ain't worth your life. I don't care if your loss prevention, if your security <clears throat> ain't worth nope. your life. I'm not I'm not nope. blaming the victim here this person um should not have been shot while they were fucking working but no ain't worth your life. Yeah. And any they, company they, that tells you that, that you are to intervene in a violent situation is a company you should refuse to work for. 100%. Absolutely. And I, and I would care. I guarantee the home Depot's policy on this is not intervene. If you see violence, it's, it is observe and report like a security guard and yeah this yeah, person I, this this person this person got fucking murdered over $15 an hour or $20 an hour so that's bad this is bad all around and uh but i learned that pleasanton is in alameda county for some reason i thought it was in contra costa county
1: it's it's in that sort of interstitial area it's right on the borderish kind of contra costa is a little more northern um so alameda reaches over into that tri-valley area i don't know if it goes as far as livermore but it it certainly reaches into that space For some reason, I thought the hills were the divider, but I guess I'm wrong. Oh, don't let the hills get in the way of a good county.
0: All right. We got uh, San Jose uh, considering launching its own electric utility, which is good because when I lived in South San Jose, the power just went out like all the fucking time.
1: Actually, it's expensive. You pay a lot of money for the power to go out, too. So,
0: yeah, yeah. um, It's 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 actually crazy. Um, Just real quick. I saw the PG&E bill here. It is Mm -hmm. so low. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I don't it's it's still it's still PG&E but I I, maybe the city of Fremont steps on them and tells them like they can't I don't there's something going on because it's it's very I mean there was just one person living here before us but still $56
1: damn you got got some of that clean energy or something something's up
0: something's up anyway San Jose is thinking of launching its own electric utility and um, I'm I'm actually all for uh, municipalities and counties doing things like their own water, their own electricity. And hopefully, maybe San Jose's next step would be uh, municipal fiber.
1: Ooh, that would be nice. Anyway, let's let's see what NBC Bay Area
0: has to say about this
2: new for you this morning the city of san jose could take a big
5: step towards setting up its own electric utility
7: today in the base bob riddell joins us live this morning so what's behind this potential move
5: well good morning to Laura marcus the city of san jose believes pg e will be too slow to electrify new developments within the city limits so this afternoon The San Jose City Council will vote on an ordinance that, if passed, would amend the municipal code to allow the city to establish, quote, San Jose Power. This would be a new utility to provide electricity for future housing, industrial areas, and transportation in North San Jose and around downtown. The city is concerned that PG&E is unreliable, backlogged with too many other projects, and doesn't have the money to electrify future development in a timely manner. The city would build and operate power lines off of two new high-voltage transmission lines as you can see on the maps there on your screen uh, these are scheduled to be complete in 2028 one line would run from the metcalf area of south san jose up to a substation in the southern part of downtown the other one would run through alviso now the city estimates it could lower the cost of electricity for these new customers by 15 to 25 percent because the city would be exempt from state and federal taxes wouldn't have to worry about shareholder returns also the city's cost of borrowing would be lower since municipalities are tax exempt PG&E is against this proposal. Oh, you think? Gave me a copy of this sent yesterday to the city of San Jose. The utility questions whether the city would actually be able to provide lower rates given the costs of starting up a new utility. Wonders that the city can recruit a qualified workplace to run the new grid. The utility acknowledges it has experienced challenges in delivering new service, in part because of the historic winter storms this past December and January. But notes that by the end of June, all those connections that were delayed by the rains were complete the IBEW local 1245 which represents 27,000 electrical workers also against this proposal for San Jose power the union sent a letter to the uh, city expressing concern that a San Jose power would displace members already working for PG&E reporting live
0: bob white in the bay unless there's something I don't understand why why wouldn't those people be the first in line to uh apply for jobs with the same they, power they
1: will be that's it's just an. know that's one of those things you call like an opening salvo right like at the end of the day i think the the unions would be in favor of this because it would actually allow them more opportunity to lobby for their members right and for for better wages and benefits and, and living conditions for their members um uh, because the city would be their employer as opposed to PG and E or some other sort of private entity, right? They have more control over who makes those decisions, right? So they could get more involved in in local elections. Uh, so the, yeah, they they will eventually be on board once their provisions put into place as to you know first out the door, first in the door for you know hot new hires that kind of thing. Um, but more than likely, that would be some sort of provision that gets placed uh, put into place there to avoid any sort of labor strife that might un- derail or uh, the the proposal i'm
0: like i like i said the what the you know this is this is good but one of the things that we i noticed not necessarily for residential but for business the internet in san jose is hot garbage like yes. there were places that we had a warehouse for my last business where our option was the fastest we could get was like bonded dsl like two phone lines and it was Damn like me. <laughs> it was like and I'm not kidding you. It was like right along 880, you know, if O'Toole Avenue, if you've ever been over kind of off of first street, like we're talking mm-hmm. North first street area where all these yeah. businesses are now the big businesses can just pay money to have one of the ISPs roll out a proper connection to their big, like the Samsung building. I guarantee you, they have a couple big fat fiber lines going into that Samsung building, but the smaller and medium sized businesses, they end up like. We end up with this this shitty, unreliable internet, and it's you know this is something that San Jose, if that you know, if, especially if they're worried about you know getting those uh, buildings filled back up with uh, with people and with businesses, because a lot of those buildings post pandemic, there's a lot of release signs if you go through that yep. that North First Street area. This is something the city could just if they you, good jobs for people and like just all kinds of benefits for municipal fiber, and I. I just, a city like San Jose is like prime for it because it's in, because one of the things that people don't realize is that our, the internet infrastructure, because it was rolled out here first is old. Right. We had it. We, right. We're Silicon Valley. We had all that shit first and it's still there. <laughs> and right. Some people are still using it. We're still using that dot matrix shit. Whereas like, you know, there's, there's places like, um. Like places, uh, where was it? Was it Knoxville where like 90% of the city has access to fiber internet in fucking Knoxville, I think it was. And it's because they didn't roll out first. And so, and it's just, it just drives me mad. And, uh, but uh, municipal fiber, municipal power, I think San Jose could, it's, it's, there's an, it's not so dense and fucking hilly like San Francisco. So it would be less it's Joe. Oh, somebody in the chat said it's Chattanooga. Yeah. I knew it was in Tennessee somewhere. Um, yeah. but it's not, it's the challenges for San Jose are That's nothing. Right. Like if it was San Francisco to roll out municipal fiber, holy shit, that would be fucking difficult. Right. But you know, San Jose is mostly flat and there's, you know, a lot of, a lot of room basically to, to do this. And, um, you know, I hope they do this with the power. I hope they do with this, with the, with this, with the power. Um, and I hope Steak that the they don't just, I hope that once once they do it, I hope that uh, people like it so much that the rest of the city kind of starts demanding that
1: the city take over the power for the whole city, you know? Right, absolutely. Um, we, we shall see. Uh, it's It actually happens in Santa Clara. If you're a resident of Santa Clara, they have their own municipal power company. Yeah. Silicon Valley Power. Um, but uh, and they swear by it. Uh, everyone I know who lives in Santa Clara. Yeah, people. Uh, I have some of I, good things to say. I know somebody
0: who lived in Santa Clara, who the main reason they didn't want to move from Santa Clara was because they, they had like municipal power. They like was one, of, mm-hmm. you know, they ended up having to move, but, and you know, they may have been like over overstating it, but the right. people there, they do fucking love it. It turns out that like when, when the city provides you with uh, services, like essential services and does a good job at it, you w- want that <laughs> you, you, right. you appreciate it. Or even right. better, you don't even think about it until you until you're like, "Fuck, I gotta move." Oh man, I'm gonna have to I'm gonna have to fucking pay three times for the electricity bill for PG and God damn it,
1: damn it. Um, yeah. Well, so the the, the vote or not the vote, but the uh, consideration has been deferred until October now. So it's gonna be a little bit longer that they're gonna be thinking about it. So we'll find out more and we'll bring it to you on down ballot when that happens. We'd love to follow up. Well, we have and
0: another thing, and we're uh, yeah. right on time.
1: Actually, this week, this is great. We, oh uh, so
0: this is great because uh, over this week, I on one of my days off, I think it was Tuesday, I got bored and I was like browsing through Amazon Video, and I'm like, you know, I haven't seen Cocaine Bear yet. And I watched that, and then this story shows up on the docket, and I'm like wondering, is that how the bear <laughs> got to ha- got to the top of Half Dome?
1: <laughs> Did not look cocaine okay and like found some cocaine in the camper's bag, and like, yeah, I'm gonna. <laughs> Half Dome today. <laughs> I keep talking about it, I'm going to do it today, really, I'm going to do it. Um, yeah, so this, we'll find out what
4: happened. National park say they have seen evidence that a black bear climbed to the top of Half Dome. On the park's Facebook page, the rangers say since bears are excellent climbers, it's probably
1: uh, didn't even need to use that 425 feet of cable that leads to the summit of Half Dome. They say the discovery of the bear's presence on Half Dome is a good reminder that bear safety applies everywhere in Yosemite. <laughs> that is a good reminder actually. Wait a second. So I, but the, it is a very good reminder. I'm just thinking the phrasing of this, you know, evidence of a bear on top of Half Dome. So obviously they did not see the bear. They saw the evidence of the bear. I'm guessing scat, like they did dump, yeah, drop it's, a it poo- and They're like, "Oh, we saw some, yeah, we saw some bear poop. Yeah. Okay. Uh, well, good on the bear. Congratulations for that ascent. It is quite precarious, so be careful, uh, especially in the dark. But you know, bears built for that shit, so good on them. And that's another thing. That
0: is another thing. Well, that was fun. Um, uh, and I think we'll be back on Tuesday with another, maybe a a shortened uh, episode of Down ballot, because there'll only be a couple days of news. We'll be back this coming Tuesday, and um, I do believe after that we'll be. uh, It'll be the first uh, official uh, time that we do the public comment uh, show. As Excellent. as opposed to uh, 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 oftentimes watching uh, local government meetings, we'll will we'll actually be kind of officializing it. I'll be kind of kind of poking around maybe for uh, a, a co-host. Maybe some maybe maybe you if you can stick around late some nights. Maybe maybe you and uh, maybe if there's somebody uh, out there who lives in a place where it gets a little spicy at the meetings. Maybe maybe you can hit me up out there if you're listening to this and you're like I don't live in the Bay Area. I got a couple of people from Shasta that are probably going to be joining me occasionally. And, um, yeah, it should be, should be fun. So, uh, everybody, make sure you're back here, uh, on Tuesday. Like I said, it'll probably be a shorter episode of Down Ballot. Maybe we'll, maybe we'll pop into the live, uh, San Jose City Council meeting a little bit at the end. If we, uh, don't have enough, if we can't fill enough of it up, we'll see. We'll see what's up. But, uh, there you go. If
1: we can do that, that'd be a, that'd be a good time. I think it'd be a great segue. Uh, so we'll see you next Tuesday.
0: You want to read this show out?
1: Sure. Uh, Once again, everyone, thanks so much for joining us. Uh, Listener, viewer, we appreciate you. Please subscribe, do all the things, give us money. Go to eclosedmedia.com and find out how you can do that. Um, And in the meantime, Producer Dave, thank you for running the dials again. uh, Stay tuned for Conspiracy Bingo and turn your lights red. Remember, it's very important to get vaxxed, wear a mask, but pants are completely optional. This is Audible Smoke. Have a great weekend. Peace out. Ah,
14: Get the party started. Pick up my phone just to check and see who's calling. Dress up real nice for the ladies at the bar. And I'm driving in my car just to get to where they are. Here at the local scene is where I plant my feet. It's where I smoke my cigarette and I hold my drink. I look at all my friends, they're all blazing greens. Here at the front of the stage, waiting for MTV. Where are those guys who's standing next to me with a pipe in his hand ready to blaze for me? About five minutes later, we're all singing Queen. get the fuck up on stage. It's been like the sea. Yeah. We do what we want. And what we want is to jam. So sit back and enjoy the bay. We do what we want. What we wanna do And what we want is to jam, so sit back and enjoy the pain Enjoy that pain I turn and head back. The bar for a refill, man, because you know where we are. We're headed out to the car to smoke another one and another one. Woo! Now, just when the magic starts kicking in, I hear me left playing. you. know it's time to head in. All right, everybody, now it's time to grab a new drink. Spark it if you got it and then pass it to me. And we do what we want, and what we want is the jam. So sit back and enjoy the band. We do what we want, what we want to do, and what we want is to jam So sit back and enjoy the pain, enjoy the pain Last up on the bill for the show tonight It's down and dirty at five so we're headed outside Just spark up another joint now who's got my light A stoner E of course, shouldn't you be inside? I'm all up in this bitch being who I gotta be Logically, stoned to eat, take you on a psychedelic odyssey. Now inside motherfuckers is rocking me. And outside shit, we smoke a lot of broccoli. Rocky to Rolly, all the sexy groovy jockin' me. Ain't too drunk to fuck, but don't probably do a slap We do what we want, what we want to do. And what we want is to jam, so sit back and enjoy the band. The dance the enjoy the band. We do what we want, what we want to do. And what we want is to jam, so sit back and enjoy the band. Bob Marley said jamming and he hoped we like jamming too. Well, I gotta say, thank you, Bob. We do. Yes, I gotta say, thank you, Bob. We do. Well, Bob Marley said that he like jamming and he hope we like jamming too. Well, I gotta say, thank you, Bob. We do. Yes, I gotta say, thank you, Bob, we do. sit back and enjoy the bread. Enjoy the bread. We do what we want and what we want is the jam. So sit
7: get enough ecoplex and want to keep the conversation going with the hosts and community when we're not live then join our discord server at discord.me slash echoplex. We have text channels, voice channels, meme repositories, and a whole section of screenshots that we don't even remember where they came from. Come join the NowSpace on Discord at discord.me slash echoplex.